0: say goodbye to the middle class, and hello to centrally controlled tyranny. Let's talk about that. Instead of focusing on winning arguments, we're teaching the basic fundamentals of sales and marketing and how we can use them to win in the world of politics, teaching you how to meet people where they're at on the issues they care about. Welcome to The Brian Nichols Show. Well, hey there, folks. Brian Nichols here on The Brian Nichols Show, and thank you for joining us on, of course, another fun-filled episode. I am, as always, your humble host, Joining you live from our BNC studios, and let's talk about today's topic of conversation. And that is the absolute destruction of our economy. Is it just naturally happening, or is there some nefarious actors behind the scenes joining us to discuss that and more? Joe Gosarian welcome to the Brian Nichols Show. Thank you for having me on, Brian. Good day. Good day indeed, Joe. Thank you for joining the program. Looking forward to digging into all things about the economy. But first, do us a favor, introduce yourself to the Brian Nichols Show audience.
1: My name is Joe Golisarian. I'm the author of The Practical MBA on Economics. Um, I'm an entrepreneur. Um, I've taught before in college. And uh, that's 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 about my background here. And uh, the book I created was very You know, hands-on, easy to to read, and uh, it gives a lot of people protection for the coming tsunami. Yes.
0: There you go. We're feeling it. Yeah, and let's talk about what we're feeling right now because... We're recording here today for uh, for posterity's sake on uh, what is it May twenty fourth, twenty fifth, May twenty fifth, um, and right now yes. we are currently facing the the debt ceiling crisis. Uh, is it a crisis? I'll ask you and let you you respond. Um, and and political turmoil back and forth. But looking at where our economy has been to where it's headed, Joe, there's a lot of stuff up in the air for uncertainty. Give us some groundwork here.
1: Well, we've got inflation um, and. Uh, the issue becomes, and I'll start with just the middle class and inflation, Uh, what happens is we don't really have a a generation or two that's really either run companies or experience inflation. We can't take the pain a long time. So we think inflation is just going to go away. It's coming down. It could go back up. It took 15 years last time. So uh, strap on your boots. Um, In terms of the middle class, the idea is to inflate the middle class away. So those who have huge assets, and if they go up, let's say, real estate, um, certain equities, that'll go up 10%. The the poor don't generally have assets, and the middle class will eventually be inflated away, especially with a lot of Gen Xers and Zers that are going to have a difficult time buying homes. So once you inflate the middle class away, there's no history or there's no example in civilization of having a stable society, a free society, without a vibrant middle class, because um, in my view, the middle class is the social conscience of the society and hold the pillars of the society um, and the country together because Mm -hmm. they believe in those things.
0: Well, we just watched over the past three years I don't want to say it was a targeted attack in the middle class, but man, it sure felt like it. You see government saying, all right, we're going to arbitrarily, was it arbitrarily, decide who's going to be locked down and who's not. And we're determining not only that, but it's going to be based on who's essential, who's non-essential. And and just seemingly the non-essential folks, air quotes on non-essential, ended up being a lot of those middle-class individuals who had their small businesses and they couldn't put in place a lot of the requirements that the, the government was pushing forth and you're feeling it right now, right? That the middle class has been absolutely kneecapped, Joe. And I mean, one can't help but feel it was, it was targeted.
1: Yes, um, uh, it was uh, It was targeted and not just at the middle class. Uh, they printed money. Um, and, you know, uh, here's where the inflation, the, the genesis, and we'll go right to the middle class and the particular medical emergency. Um the central banks during the emergency printed five million dollars. The 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 um, treasury itself spent over seven trillion more than they brought in this year alone. They're going to go one and a half trillion in the hole. So you got twelve trillion dollars in the economy. They they uh, pretty well uh, went into the economy. The cash moved through all the money and the supplies and in the veins of the economy, and you got inflation. People go, how did that happen? Now, in terms of the emergency, of course, government always likes an excuse for their, you know, any crisis is a great excuse. So in terms of an emergency, what's happened, Brian, is this. If I had to define in the history of civilization, not just in the United States, but on a global basis, if I had to define the most, um, I would say, the biggest failure ever written by government, in the history of civilization, I would say quintessentially it was the medical emergency. They took a small problem and they created it into 25 times the problem Mm -hmm. um, as far as I'm concerned. Um, And so they made a big mess out of it. So one day when your kid gets older and maybe in grade school, the teacher can put up on the board, kids, what's the example of failure? And that will be the response to the, I won't use the word, called medical emergency yeah that was a quintessential failure
0: we felt that um not only with the conversations we've had more recently with some of our guests talking about where this medical emergency came from um china but also the fact that it was i i mean it wasn't out of the blue, right? And goodness, I don't want to put my conspiracy hat on here, but you got the WHO now warning that the next pandemic is going to be even worse than the the COVID pandemic we just experienced. So that's fun, but let's go towards... Uh, A little bit more of how this economic failure has taken place. You mentioned the Treasury is a libertarian. I feel compelled to mention the central bank and the Fed and all that. So let's go ahead and tie this together. How does this all come together to where we have seen skyrocketing inflation? And now as a country, we're facing a cataclysmic demise, economically speaking, if we do not go ahead and raise the debt ceiling. At least that's what Janet Yellen's been saying. Joe, what are your thoughts?
1: Wow, well, you really gave me a ton to unpack there. Okay, I'll have to kind of memorize it there. Okay. Um, but what's happening, we're in a Ponzi scheme. The The US government is at $34 trillion in debt. The The um, balance sheets are close to $9 trillion for the central bank. So put it in simple terms, $34 trillion means approximately, 200, it's in my book too, $280,000 per American household. Well, when I add what they call uh, legacy obligations, pensions, and you know so on and so forth, uh, obligations like that. Incidentally, there's no money for pensions anywhere in the system, that's one of the reasons that that ceiling is being raised, okay? So what you got here is you got 34 trillion approximately in treasury debt, government debt, federal, we're not going state, you've got another at conservative level, $70 trillion, call it $100 trillion. Uh, what I state is there's $980,000 of government debt accumulated on every household in America. And that's part of the Ponzi scheme. So the central bank is printing. They're lending it to an insolvent government. And the question becomes just like in the Middle Ages of Rome. um, The the Pope would detest the um, emperor. The emperor would detest the Pope. And the Pope says, I have the right this is the relationship between Treasury and the Central Bank. I have the right to appoint the emperor, and the emperor says, no, no, I have the right to uh, uh, appoint the pope. And hmm. that's where they are, the relationship between the Central Bank. The other problem is this. You've got all the plebeians addicted to government, right? And as, as long as you've got them addicted to government, that's like turning around and um, calling the hitman. To come in and do CPR on his victim that's what that's basically equates to so they're 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 weakened out you saw you you probably have friends you've met people that they're just weaker after this particular lockdown they they hit the psyche this is not your grandfather's generation where they'd look around at what happened and go eh I'm just going to work in the morning I got a family I got obligations go away um so you know I I won't go into it but if if people want to take a run at the free markets, that's fine. They're not perfect. But we haven't had a free market since President Harding in 19, 20, 21. That was the end of it. Before then, government could not bail out. And you're talking recessions, which naturally cleanse out the economy mm-hmm. and get rid of the weaker firms and clean out the distortions, maybe in the labor market, asset prices, prices come into equilibrium. Uh, we can't have none of that. Uh, we don't have the strength. How can I tell it to you? I thought about before I came to your show this morning, and I said, you know what? The problem in the West is we've gone from, you know, uh, uh, you know, we, we we got rid of tyranny many hundred years ago, and we started getting into enlightenment, just like Teitler, the uh, Scottish philosopher, said. And now we had abundance and apathy and dependency. When you're in dependency, you're dealing with people. They're too scared to live, and they're too scared to die. Mm-hmm. So that's where they are
0: and let's go to the second part of my question which i did stack there i I apologize and that is to the debt ceiling right where we're seeing this conversation janet yellen Mm -hmm. screeching from the the rafters that we need to address this now otherwise uh i guess you know the end of the world is is coming so talk to us about the the debt ceiling and how that plays into the conversation here
1: well you got two political parties in in the united states right so basically um um they're basically two sides of the same cheek if you will um but that being said um and what's really happened here is you're you you do not have enough money to pay your obligations may it be your police departments may it be your civil service so on and so forth or even pensions. so when you're going to get your pension when you get older you got government pension um that money's not there they uh, in the 1940s, or, or I believe Congress went into the pension funds, so that's not there. So they have to continually print, 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 and the day will eventually come where people will go, "Your money's not backed." And the the name of this game goes back to 1971 when Nixon took the U.S. dollar off gold. And what happened, Brian, is once he took it off gold, he could print all he wanted, and that meant means I have more money for propaganda. I have more money to bribe my own electorate. Where I'm not even bribing them with their own money. I'm bribing them with money, uh, board their name. I've got more money for, um, for a war talking about Janet Yellen. Um, Um, You know, she was in Ukraine, I believe, in a month and a half ago. And I said, why is she there? (laughs) Well, you know, is she repairing the Maytag laundry machines that they've got going there? You know, there's a lot of laundry going there. And you need a good old-fashioned American Maytag to make sure all that laundry gets laundered, right? So I think you can read between the lines there. So um, there's just so much government, no matter what part these two parties that you're in. And I'm not taking a run at any parties here. If one party says no, we're not going to agree to the debt ceiling increase. You know what's going to happen? The 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 uh, media and Silicon Valley will turn around and say, "You have no compassion. You're not helping the poor, but you created the poor." Man, come out of your coma. Let's you know?
0: yeah, let's talk about because this feels like it was I don't wanna say part of a plan, but when we look at the, now the the discussion moving towards CBDCs, central bank digital currencies. You look at going off the gold standard to where we are today and now that being the seemingly inevitable next step. One can't help but think that this has been all part of a systematic plan to really just destroy the the purchasing power of the working class and to line the pockets of these kleptocrats and, and tyrants that have not only taken over Washington but are taking over this kind of global cabal.
1: Yeah, that's what I'd call it, and and I did introduce the word the autocracy in the book, and I think for anyone who doesn't believe we're not living in a kleptocracy, um, you, you know, I I I don't know what to tell them. Uh, I'm not going to get into a, a rigorous debate, but what's happening with the CBDC is this: the Ponzi scheme will eventually collapse. Okay, and and I've said it before, and I'll say it again: um, uh, Bertie Madoff. And, uh, Sam Bankman Fried, they were only proteges of the central bank and the U.S. Treasury and how to really run a big time Ponzi scheme. So they were only wide eyed students. So what's going to happen is once the, 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 the dollar collapses or the whole fiat currency, the financial systems collapse, once that happens, they'll go, Oh my. Uh, people will turn around. We need government to do something. The central bank will create its central bank digital currency. People like you will be awake and understand that it comes with um, a fair bit of perils. But what will happen is here's will be the kiss and the candy and the hook. I will tell people we're going to have, you know, we're going to have wealth redistribution. I'm going to give everybody $1,000 U.S. for coming on board. And people are going to go, wow, that sounds great. I just can't wait. That'll be the hook. If anybody else, you know, kind of grumbles, you know what? Never mind. You pick door number two, you get $1,200 following month. You get 1400 This is fantastic. This is the best thing since the twist. This is the best thing since, you know, um, they came up with all that pandemic re- response money. This is fantastic. I can stay home and watch King Kong versus Godzilla, you know, drink my beer and watch reruns of 1990s wrestling or 80s wrestling. And you're just going to be fine. So you get them hooked. And then what happens is once I got people hooked on that, I know where you've been. I know that, you know, you we you did an interview with this Joe Um And I know that, for example, um, you bought a book that I didn't approve. You went to a protest that I didn't approve of. And uh, to toe the line, all I have to do is touch your uh, one button, press a button, and I can stop you from accessing your money because I got to get rid of private money. Getting rid of private money means getting rid of gold, which is real money. It's under the U.S. Constitution. And, of course, Bitcoin. Now, I'm not going to debate Bitcoin in this particular uh, show at this point. Um, but I will say that once they have you on this digital central controlled currency, if you can't get at your money, you can't eat. Mm-hmm. You can't get at your money. You can't go to uh, uh, um, go out and go to um, buy your medication if you need medication. Um but it goes deeper and deeper. They're going to build these 15-minute cities and the plebeians will go in there and say we're going to save the environment, which is a great idea. We should not pollute. I buy that story. I'm with you. But what will happen there, Brian, is they're going to turn around and build these 15-minute cities and overwatching oh, our our, you know, carbon footprints. Meanwhile, the aristocracy will fly in jets and they'll buy carbon credits and they'll be fine. And if you leave and you get out of line and you went and flew, you could have perhaps, oh, taken an electric train, but you flew to New York to visit your family or uh, Ohio, what have you, you will lose social credit scores, right? But the aristocracy, the emperors, um, and you do have an aristocracy, will be just fine with it. And so what you have is 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 really, it's not just in America, but you really see it in Europe. You have a cabal autocracy, and that's the interwoven relationship between the spook agencies, meaning the FBI, CIA, NSA, and the whole gang, right? You know, which is part of the Ministry of Propaganda. You've got the media. You've got Silicon Valley. And Silicon Valley is so bad, especially when Zuckerberg said it on the um, Joe Rogan show that the FBI used to visit him. On an ongoing basis, just like Twitter. Well, if I was Mark Zuckerberg, I would be polite to the FBI and open up a, star, a Starbucks, and they can turn around and have a double cappuccino and so forth when they come by. To be sociable, you have got to be hospitable. So then you've got your media, you've got your, you know, your your moral icons of Hollywood, because they got to tell us how to vote. Because I, I, you know, we can't figure that part out. You've got academia uh, where people are getting and getting their hard drives reformatted. They're pulling off Windows. 10, and they're putting on advanced windows on 11, 12, and so on and so forth. And there's, you know, there's other members. And, of course, the central bank is printing the money at this mm-hmm. point. Um, but that's a cabal autocracy. All these institutions that we grew up um, believing in um, are, are compromised. And, of course, there's government. We can't forget government, right? <laughs> and, and, and that's, you know, uh, so together there's many arms of the ministry of propaganda. And a good example is, um, and, and, and I'm not going to go into the politics. The the one they fear fear is a, is, is a colossal jostle would be um, two bronken buckles, namely RFK and Trump. If they ran against each other, this is not what the political class wants because you got true. You know, I'm not saying I like one or the other or the other over the. I'm not going to argue that. I'm not a geopolitical specialist, but you got true bronken buckles. They're already. You know, uh, uh, pointing spears at RFK, mm-hmm. and of course, you know Trump is the best punching bag since George Chavalo got punched out of there a bit all day long by Muhammad Ali in the seventies. Anyways, that's past your time. So I gave you a big long speech there. No, that was that You're was helpful
0: because this this is the stuff your average person, frankly, Joe, they they don't pay attention to because it's outside the purview and sometimes it's hard to understand. And why I wanted to have you on the show today was to be able to not only explain this, but to help show the importance of how it does impact you. And, and- I mean, I mean, just, you know, putting on my, my sales guy hat here, right? One of the most important things in sales is to focus on the problem and the impact of said problem. We talk about selling futures, not features. Well, sometimes people just don't see how, well, whatever politician XYZ is talking about, how that actually impacts me. And, Sometimes people just say, ah, whatever. I, I assume that these people know what they're doing. They're, they're in the bureaucracies. They're in government for a reason. And I think that they seem competent enough. So I'm just going to blindly put my faith in them. But to the point when you're actually trying to break this stuff down, not only are they, they more often than not malevolent actors, but this stuff that seems like it's so above, you know, above the, 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 I guess the, the perspectives of your average person, it really does end up impacting most directly your average person. And and that right there is the scary part. So I guess I say all that to say, well, Joe, what can we do? Is it to have someone like RFK, Trump name the you know Vivek Ramaswamy, the, the alternative candidate here to actually go in and shake things up? But when I'm looking at this, this seems more systematic of an issue. So what can we do here to address this?
1: Well, that—that's question. I went on the show and I said, next to calling your superheroes, or you know, I don't know what to tell you, call, call Godzilla or King Kong or something like that. <laughs> um, uh, that's going to be hard because you know, when if any one of these two Bronken Bucks get into power uh, in Washington, they will gang up on them because you know you're 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 one person and you've got gazillions uh, against you and. Um, and you've also got a populace very addicted to government, you know. And you've got a very, uh, and this always happened because I was I was um, pretty well read too. When I when I was in high school, I'd already read uh, Das Kapital, I read the Communist Manifesto, uh, so I, I understand how the communist brain works. When I uh, wrote my book, so um, I'm not going to give you a prescription now, but you'll have to wait for the last episode of my book. But I will give you a dystopian future and. Um, If any of your listeners go into a state of um, depression, we'll try and snap them out of it, okay? How's that? (laughs) Go for it. Well, I don't want them to do that. So in the future of tomorrow, you've got to remember, you know, you have to use these, listen to these words. Like I have an uncle of mine who actually lived in the Soviet Union. So I'm I'm familiar with what happened to him in in the Soviet time during the time of Brezhnev. But you got to remember in the Soviet Union, they crushed capitalism, Mm -hmm. okay? And, and in the future of tomorrow, which is really the last chapter of my book, um, you have to remember that Lenin um, had to create his own spy agencies. And he started with the Cheka, and, then, and that was in 1917 to 22 that ran. That evolved into the KGB. In com- communist China, where originally Mao crushed capitalism... He had the SAD, which is the Social Affairs Department, and then later he had the Ministry of State Security, which you see today. That's your main security area. So they didn't have Hollywood. They did not have um, uh, the spook agencies right off the bat. They didn't have the loyalists. By the way, when the Bolshevik Revolution happened, I don't think they had close to even 30% support. So this is how a minority can impose on a majority. So so they didn't have these apparatuses. They didn't have the... um, um, educational institutes. You know, They didn't have Harvard. They didn't have London School of Economics. They didn't have Stanford. They didn't have all these uh, um, places. They didn't have the courts that we have now. They didn't have the systems we have now. They didn't have the, the parliamentary congressional systems we have now. But <clears throat> So what they did is they made a mistake, but um, uh, China fixed that mistake. And they basically what's going to happen, I think, in America, and it's, you're seeing it right now, you're going to have a central government, and this is going to be communism or socialism 2.0. Mm-hmm. When you hear the word democratic socialism, that's good, because now you can vote for your next oppressor, mm-hmm. which really democracy is, is really degraded to that point. You know, like, you know, if my party gets in power, Brian, and yours doesn't, oh, great, I can impose my will on you. So what you're going to have is communism 2.0. Don't even worry about the 130 million uh, tombstones from the last century, compliments of communism, but they're going to do it really well. And what they're going to do, Brian, is they're going to live off the avails and the fruitions of capitalism like the, like parasites. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and remember in communism and people who like central government are usually people who want power without accomplishment. They don't mm-hmm. want to have a sales or marketing background, or they don't want to take a chance and have their own podcast. So what they'll do is the large corporations will join at the hip, and they already are, are you know, And in, in the spirit of wokeology, you're seeing it already. Uh, we don't have to dig down, you know, the stuff better than I do. And they're going to join at the hips, you're going to basically be on central bank digital currency, I will feed enough uh, money occasionally to the plebeians. And when, when someone like you or I go to the plebeians and go, you're nothing more than a slave to this digital bank currency and to that central government, oh, no, I'm allowed to vote. So basically, they're in the Stockholm syndrome, and they're going to have a choice of which one, that, which one is going to, which oppressor is going to oppress them more or less, uh, which emperor, who's going to be the next emperor. But they're all toxic, right? So they're, and, and I'll kind of unwind my thoughts on this. Mm-hmm. In America, it'll be plug and play. You've got your spook agencies. You've got your Hollywood. The Soviet Union had none of that. You've got your educational institutes. You've got your courts. You've got your congressional system. You have all the uh, um, you, you know the, the pillars of the society. And they will live off it, and it will be a sustainable communism. Now you're going, what's happened to small business? Mostly wiped out, yep. as we know it. But what they'll do is they'll go, well, we found Joe or – or you know Jack or and Jill or anybody else and look this is a small company and what they'll do is they will move them into the upper layers of the autocracy just like the Masons you start low oh I got in the Masons I'm so happy right I can leave all my you know proletarian friends behind and they'll move you up and they'll they'll ge- they'll show you as a demonstration saying look 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 you know Jack he he moved up Bob he mm-hmm. moved up you can move up in this society but. Um, I'm going to tell you, people are injected on government and government dependency. And uh, you asked me what can be done about this. Well, ask me again while I'm formulating a reasonably good answer. (laughs) Um,
0: I will ask you again. How about this? I'll I'll start with my final thoughts and I'll let you talk about the solution and your final thoughts. And I guess to my... I guess, perspective, this is why we're doing the show, right? We we do the Brian Nichols Show because we want to talk not just about how to sell our ideas to your average person, but also to have the solutions that are necessary to help address the problems we see. Because it's one thing to point and say, bad. It's another thing to say, bad, and here's how we can help address it. Now, are all solutions guaranteed to work? No. And as a matter of fact, a lot of solutions will fail. The the difference, though, is that we're actually trying to bring some different solutions to the table, whether that's going through blockchain technology or cryptocurrencies to get outside of the fiat system, whether that's trying to bring in different politicians who are at least liberty-friendly and against this insanity. There are a lot of different things we can try, and we're going to, again, try and in some cases fail. But to at least keep trying to continue to stand up against what we obviously know is wrong, and to actually present real solutions, I think that at the very least is the starting off point. Now, Will it be successful? I don't know. Will will we have a, a, a massive boulder that we're trying to push up the the proverbial mountain? And will we ever get to the top? I don't know. But at the very least, we're, we're doing something about it. We're trying to fight back. And it starts with having the conversation. So I guess that's my overall thoughts for the episode today, Joe. What do you have for us? And also, do you have your solution thought out?
1: Well, I'm going to be satirical for a second okay. and say the first thing we can do is open up therapy sessions for government addiction. right and you know you help people you know you kind of dry them out just like heroin clinics but this is tougher than getting people off heroin so all that aside you can't call your super heroes over um you can't call batman um you know i don't know anyone in transformers but on a serious note what you can do is you have to continually speak people have been gaslighted so heavily and you have to speak to especially in america which is like they have such a a penchant for freedom and individuality. There has to be a renaissance of that individuality. They have to speak truth to power. They have to make all the well-rehearsed tapestry of lies in our institutions accountable. And you have to understand that we're dealing with some very, very, very uh, well-coordinated powers, and we have to somehow put cold water in people's face. But we have to verbalize and say no through shows like yours and many other shows I see uh, out there, um, that can kind of give people saying, you know what, I know life is fast. I know you're on your smartphone. I know with your friends, I know you're tapping and napping and so forth. But you know what, Uh, you think freedom's a given, then you haven't studied American history, or you've never studied the history of the world. Freedom is not even one and a half percent, one percent of human history. So we have to be vigilant. And if need be, Uh, very very loud and vigilant and and intellectual because you got to remember uh people are saying what's in it for me
0: yep yeah oh everybody's tuned into that radio station W I I what is in it for me and if that's not the truest thing i mean to take away from this episode folks i don't know what else is uh but with that being said joe the book is the practical mba on economics joe gulsarian where can folks go ahead find you them on continue the conversation on social media but also where can they go ahead and buy your book
1: well, they can buy my book on Amazon, and once they read the book, uh, they'll be equipped to take over the world and beyond, right? <laughs> uh, it's because the world's not enough. The book teaches you how to take over the solar system, too. Perfect. So You can buy it on Amazon. Um, it's a practical MBA in economics, and it gives you a full, full understanding from um, Adam Smith to the doorstep of Bitcoin and how the Ponzi scheme started, and it'll make you so, so well-equipped. You won't be following the politics. You'll be following the people who manipulate the politics.
0: Always fun. Joe, thank you for joining us today. And folks, if you got some value... From today's episode, you know the drill. Please go ahead, give today's episode a share. When you do, please tag yours truly at B Nichols Liberty Twitter and Facebook. Also, we are on YouTube for now until we are inevitably nuked at some point. So in the meantime, please hit that subscribe button and little notification bell so you don't miss a single time we go live. And also, we are on uh, independent media, so Rumble.com Sovereign, which is owned uh, and operated by the great Ben Swan, and I am a big proponent of Sovereign. So go ahead, find us over there you'll get some Sovereign exclusives. And if you want to go ahead and support the show, head over to BrianNicholsShow.com forward slash support, one-time donation, or become a recurring donor either way. I greatly appreciate it. It all goes right back into the show to help us keep these lights on, but also to have awesome guests like Joe here on the program. And uh, otherwise, folks, if you are joining us here on YouTube, well, don't click away because we're going to continue the conversation with our good friend uh, friend Clay Clark. He's going to go through and talk more in detail about CBDC and also some more conspiracy. Is it conspiracy or is it just kind of blueprints right now at this point? I'll let you decide. But with that being said, that'll be popping up right about here. So click away. Otherwise, with that being said, Brian Nichols signing off here on The Brian Nichols Show for Joe Gossarian. We'll see you later. Thank you. Thanks
1: for listening to The Brian Nichols Show. Find more episodes at briannicholsshow.com.